0: Podcast. hello
1: and welcome to three peeps in a podcast the bonus show we're back on our memories and music trail matt is with me as always matt how are you all
2: right thank you patrick yeah enjoying the uh the sunshine in the uh, the
1: heat and, you and the, the men's tennis? wimbledon
2: final i did yeah i'm um Bit of a to and fro on social media with um, a couple of friends about Nick Kyrgios's behavior. Uh <laughs> not a behaviour befitting of a a gentleman's men's final for me, whereas Absolutely. uh someone else was saying that they, they enjoyed his petulance. But brilliant, brilliant game. And
1: Djokovic, what a player. Fantastic, yeah. And I um I'm I've overindulged today, Matt. I've double dinnered to call no. the phrase from what have you this had? country. Um so I had an invite from both my parents and my wife's parents and you don't like to turn can't offend. And yeah can't point. so so virtually a sunday roast at lunchtime and then uh, a barbecue on the evening so um, so when
2: when you say virtually a sunday roast
1: well what, i didn't what, quite i didn't go i didn't go roast potatoes ah, I right. Thought, okay save a bit of room there Fair and enough. there was no gravy um, ah, okay. although it was offered right uh, so i just tried to tone it down a little bit so no, a light, no put it No pudding? No, I did have apple crumble.
2: (laughs) Right, okay. Okay, (laughs) yeah, yeah.
1: Anyway, enough about my uh, overindulgence. (laughs) Um, So, as I say, we're back on the memories and music. Um, We're joined by a guest, and the guest is in darkness... In South Africa, Justin Hayward. You know. <laughs> Justin <Hayward's> everything <English. laughs> uh, It's Dr. Dean Allen. He's back once again with the ill behaviour. Um, Dean, <laughs> what on earth is going on there? You're joining us by candlelight.
3: Yeah, I know. I know. I show off sometimes with this beautiful lifestyle that I've got down here. But the <laughs> the, the thing we have to pay for is uh, is uh, every now and again we we have a thing called load shedding, which is a posh name for basically electricity being cut off um yeah the south, the south african government in their wisdom they don't manage the uh the uh, electricity grid very well and and every now and again they have to we have to have these kind of uh, blackouts and uh, it's all done very politely we all take turns and so Unfortunately, my turn tonight in our little uh, neighbourhood of Port Elizabeth is between eight and ten in the evening, which is wonderful when you've got a baby and you're trying to get it to bed and and stuff like that. And I've got a podcast to do, so at least you don't have to look at me. I'm, I'm in darkness here <laughs> with a cat. And uh, no, it's all all fun and games. It's one of the one of the drawbacks, unfortunately, um, of uh, of uh, the modern South African politics. But uh,
1: when you say you take it in turns, what are you talking like postcodes or? <laughs> Yeah no very much so it's
3: it's like i said it's load shedding we've even got an app um it's uh, it's actually the apps sort of run by the people, and we kind of uh, inform each other. And so, for example, what you what you do of an evening, if say if I want to watch a football match, I'll go next. Door, I'll go just to the next neighbourhood where my mate will have the electricity. Ah, right. So, okay. So it's a bit like you know, it's districts of Bristol. You don't all of Bristol doesn't go out. It's you know, the the different areas will take it in turns, and it you you generally follow it. And if you're unlucky, you tend to move where the electricity's
1: not on, which is not <laughs> not the idea. This is it's, that's uh, fascinating. In that, isn't it? Yeah,
2: I'm trying to think the last time. Remember a few power cuts back in the seventies; it was a fairly regular occurrence. In, <laughs> um, but I can't touch word. I can't remember the last time we had a power cut. Yeah, we had a
4: few
3: well, what problems. makes me laugh is when, when you know, when it goes off about ten seconds in the UK, and it goes, "Wow, did you see the power go off?" I yeah. Happy. <laughs> Sometimes sometimes it doesn't sometimes it doesn't even go off, which is even more annoying because you're kind of geared up to it and then all of a sudden, oh bugger because you mm. already made plans. But uh no, no, it's 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 one of those things unfortunately. But we're like you say, we're in the middle of the winter here and it was a, a we haven't got your temperatures but it was 22 degrees so um, it's not bad for middle of winter is it no not at
1: all a few degrees warmer here in bristol but um matt we, we made a commitment that we would always start these podcasts off the back of the talk club episode episode 177 over on the regular show with um giving our number out of 10 so where we are in in terms of mental fitness at this precise moment so uh do you want to go first
2: yeah i'm gonna go and eight, mate i've had a, a nice weekend um Went to the uh, the Everyman Cinema last night and watched Top Gun on your recommendation, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Very good. Um, and I always enjoy spending time with uh, with Dr. Dean. So, yeah, I'm, I'm at an eight. And you
1: were joined by um, Bristol City Striker as well, weren't you? I was, yeah. I
2: didn't, <laughs> I didn't, um, I didn't interrupt in watching the film. but did yeah, you Chrissy, sit on your lap or anything? No, but- Chrissy Martin was sat a, a few rows in front um, with what I assume or hope was his heavily pregnant wife. Um <laughs> But yeah, as as he walked out, I I will be honest to say that I said to Jill, we had to wait until he kind of was walking out and I timed it as if to show that, oh, that's a coincidence. But blatantly, we could have walked out a lot sooner and uh, I just wished him all the best for the season.
1: And he said, thank you very much. Much appreciated. We'll give it a good go. So, yeah, there we are. First hand. So you're an eight. I'm probably a seven at the moment i'd say i i've been too hot today basically yeah and your overindulgence and i've overindulged and i've got that feeling in my stomach where i think "Mm, yeah Yeah. (laughs) i can't really move very well um but yeah it shouldn't affect my my mental state so i'm probably being a bit over the top but um we'll stick with that for now dr dean allen what about yourself oh first of all i think it's a great thing you're doing it's lovely to check in isn't it and
3: um Mm. I, I, I've got it on my list to listen to that pod. I think it's really important that we do talk about these kind of things. Um, for me, no, I'm um, I'm probably between an eight and nine. I'd like to say it's uh, being with you boys, but as you probably know, <laughs> on Friday on Friday I got the <laughs> I got the package that I was waiting for after four months. My passport arrived, and it means I can. I well, I I've already booked the flights, and it means I'm coming home to
1: watch. the He's coming I'm, home. Um, it's a good job you did it you ordered it all four months ago didn't it? i guess oh no i mean they say you should allow 10 weeks i mean it
3: was it was li- literally 12 weeks i mean I, I was i think i was unlucky but it was so stressful um and of course the longer you wait the more the f- the, the price of flights go up and things like that and you, mm. you don't want to leave it leave it to the last minute but uh, no as it as it worked out we had the we had the golden week covered didn't we because we got Wigan Wigan away we've got luton home and cardiff home so i'm home for that that kind of 10 day period and I've got three games to watch. So it's just fantastic.
1: Awesome. Awesome. When was the last time you watched city live Dean? Oh my goodness. Uh, well
3: I haven't been home for three years. It's three years almost to the day. Um, because right. of covid obviously moving here um and to be quite honest I, I i probably went at the start of that season um i uh yeah i I'll, I'll I'll find out for you but no it's 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 over over three and a half years since I've seen them live and of course I've watched them every single week on the mm. telly but Robin's TV. But, uh, no, it's, it's going to be great, actually, to meet you guys in person. Because it will be, never, yeah. <laughs>
1: we've never <laughs> yeah. met, have we? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, no, looking forward to it. Um, right, so let's move on to the game you've chosen. Now, now this isn't entirely your choice. I'll be completely transparent. It's one of my favourite games, one of my first FA Cup memories for Bristol City. Um, and I sort of said, can someone pick this game, please? And I think, Dean, you were the first one to come forward.
3: Yeah, no, as soon as uh, I'm surprised it hadn't already gone. It was one of those one of those classic games. I mean, it falls very close to the uh, to the game Rob chose, wasn't it? Birmingham. It's the same kind of squad in that same mm. year. But uh, no, I, I can remember it. I can remember it really clearly. It was a fantastic game.
1: Okay, so the game you've gone for is the FA Cup fourth round game versus Chelsea at home on Saturday, the 27th of January 1990. Before we come on to that game, though, um, Matt, any stab in the dark on who we beat in the first, second, and third round to get to that point? Oh, Christ. Um, Help him out.
2: No, not a not- not a clue. I probably will remember the
3: games, but no, I can't can't begin to think. It wasn't. It wasn't one of the. It wasn't one of the non leaguers, was it? In the first or second round, the high scoring game.
1: No, no, they they may well have been non league at the time. I'm not sure, but um, it, in the first round, obviously we were in uh, division in two. What, yeah. So what's that league one now? Um yep. So we went in in the first round, um, and it was a two 0 home win against Barnet in November. Okay. And then another home game, 2 1 uh, home win versus Fulham. And then a 2 1 home win versus Swindon mm-hmm. um, on the Saturday, the 6th of January 1990, which lined up uh, a tie against Chelsea. Uh, right, so we always do this. We're going to predict the starting, predict, <laughs> remember <laughs> the starting lineup. Yep. So um, we're going to come to Matt first. Um, and then to you, Dean. So have your have your guess ready. So again, partly because of some of what
2: we talked about with with Rob's game, like we said. But this is a team that was really when I was proper following. I mean, I've always followed them, but you know, I can really remember games, really remember players. So yeah, so I'm pretty good on this one, I think. So Ronnie Sinclair in goal.
1: Yeah,
3: Dean. Uh, well, Louis will be full back, I'm sure. Llewellyn. Yep. John Bailey on the other side. Yeah. Uh, psycho in the middle, Glenn Humphreys, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, Rob Newman. Uh, yes. Okay, now we're moving into midfield. Gary Shelton. Yep. Um, Mark Gavin. Correct. Oh, you've gone for the winger. Uh, on the, all right, the winger then, uh, other side, Smithy, David Smith. Yeah, Dave
1: Smith. Uh, I'm guessing the other central midfielder was Dave Rennie. It was. Not the uh, head of medical science always the uh, same <laughs> i think we're just top two now aren't we right, yeah. yeah which is, which is the most the, obvious the, two, most the, obvious two
3: ever yeah. yeah yeah smash and grab taylor yeah. and turner
1: okay brilliant well wow, good job substitutes paul miller yeah. which is a name Ooh. i'm not oh, mega oh, familiar with i wouldn't have pulled that one out of the bag um played for the gas and wimbledon i think from memory yeah good guy right there yeah, yeah he did and mickey mellon Mickey uh-huh. Mellon, crikey, yeah. Manager was Joe Jordan, obviously. Yeah. And David Phillips was the referee. Any stab at the attendance, Matt? First,
2: oh. <sighs> I mean remembering it, and I would have been um, what was it, nineteen ninety, wasn't it? Yep. Twenty. I was so thing? yeah. Was it? Um, I I think I remember it being a really really full ground. Yeah. Um, obviously the opening. So I'm I'm going to go
3: uh, nineteen thousand. Dean, higher or lower? yeah i was surprised the other day when it was around 18 i remember it being a rotten day that's for sure and everyone getting soaked in the open mm. end i'm gonna go slightly higher i reckon about 19
1: 19 4 19 and a half
3: 24 000. shut what? up really what?
1: 545 wow 30. 35 wow. that surprised me
3: okay that, right. That's one of the biggest attendances we've had in modern history certainly with that brain mm. like that
1: yeah yeah Okay, right. Oh, let's right. have a look at the Chelsea side. Besant, Dave Besant, yep. Clark, Steve Clark, yeah, Steve Clark, T- Tony Dorrego, Scotland, Scotland manager, yeah, Graham Roberts, ex-Yeovil, yeah, Johnson,
2: yeah. Um, oh, what was his name? He was Norwegian. Norwegian, yeah. Good yes. player. No, um, can't think. But yeah, I want Ken, to say Ronan is not. Ken Moncow. Ken, yeah. Ken Moncow,
1: yeah. McAllister.
2: Yeah. It was, oh. uh, what was his name? coming not Gary, is it? No, no, no. Number eight
1: yeah. was Bumstead, John Bumstead. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Kerry Dixon, yeah. Wilson, Kevin Wilson, Kevin Wilson. Yeah, of course. Yep. And Graham Lassau Graham Leso. Yeah, yep. yep. Uh, I've got a
2: feeling. I don't know the Dickens, but I think the Lee was probably David Lee, who's a Bristolian. Yeah, I was, was. going to say that.
1: Was. Uh, manager Bobby Campbell. <laughs> I what do you know? I was
2: trying to wrap my brain who the manager was, but yeah. Hmm.
3: Okay. That is a decent side, though, isn't it? <laughs> well, you well. When you look
2: through Eng- England International in Besant, um, De um Dixon was, I think they were talking about at the time, being recalled to the England squad. Um, yeah. But look at that. Look at Super Bob there.
3: Oh, yeah. What a kit. What a kit. The classic kit that they modelled the, uh, the anniversary kit on, didn't they? I mean, it was mm. the, the pinstripes.
1: Yeah, that was awesome. Okay, we're going to just go through the game now. Um, We'll play a little bit of audio, and we'll stop it and have any conversations um, through it. So here we go. So one thing that I I noticed, first of all, in that split second, was there was a back pass, obviously, and the keeper picked it up. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. No back pass rule came in, I want to say, 90s? I'm going to Google
2: um, it while we're talking. For our younger
1: listeners... Uh, yeah, you used to be able to pass it back to the keeper and he would pick it up. But um, Dean, can you, remember, can you remember your thoughts on when that rule came in and the change? I'm just thinking, was it around Euro 96?
3: Can, uh, that, that was ringing a bell. The, 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 was, it the, was really mid-90s,
2: I'd say. The mm. back-pass rule was introduced in 1992 oh. to, to discourage time-wasting and unduly defensive play after the 1990 yeah. World Cup mm. was described as exceedingly dull. I'm not sure many english people would have thought that the 1990 world cup was exceedingly dull but still
1: Mm. okay yeah interesting so we're looking now at at some images and you've got the dolman stand with everyone packed at the front as well and you know i I used to sit in the dolman stand and was would often go down to the little shop on the halfway line and get my uh, packet of crisps that were fish and chips not to be confused with actual fish and chips but uh, yeah, and you could always get quite close, quite up up close and personal. Sat down, stood down there, Matt. Sorry, oh look at that tackle.
2: That's just typical Glen Humphreys. That tackle, was not it? He loved it. It's chucking the mud off his. Look body. at the look. state of him. It's, this yeah. is like the
1: third minute, and he's absolutely oh, covered in mud. Yeah. yeah, brilliant.
3: In front of the, I remember my memory in front of the dolman was when my dad, as he had the, as he had the habit of doing, had to leave early to beat the traffic. And uh, I hung on and I
1: saw the Louis Donovan goal against the uh, Rovers. Mark Gavin's whipped it in. He's come back out. Dave Rennie on the edge of the box. Remember this, yeah. Into Llewellyn. He's shot. Parried by Besson. Taylor's missed it. Turner, right foot, outside of the boot, into the roof of the net. Nearly showed Besson's head off, didn't he? Yeah. It's one
2: of them, isn't it? The, you, you don't see in the modern game, when it's wet, you don't see players taking shots from distance yeah. and zipping them along the ground. I mean, this is what a good twenty-five, thirty yards out yeah. in it? I mean, Besant makes a meal of it, admittedly, and Taylor, like <laughs> Dean says, he nearly takes his head off. <laughs> I mean, if if Bob Taylor connects with Besant there, he kills him, doesn't he? He's he's <laughs> yeah. hitting him with that force. He kills Wireless.
1: him. Uh, it's a it's a proper grass cutter that one, isn't yeah. it? Um, I remember it. Where were ter- you?
3: Where were you at? Where were you watching? In it? the
1: in the enclosure. Oh, I was in the dolman. Yeah, yeah I was in the
2: enclosure. Uh, near the end, yeah um and that was early wasn't it what was that four or four, five minutes oh, yeah.
1: yeah fourth minute yeah, yeah fourth minute um and and for what a great keeper dave besson obviously was you know he he always had a bit of a clanger in him didn't yeah he? he always always <laughs> had a,
2: and it was all it was always those sort of shots as well that he would spill out
3: in front of him yeah so was this obviously after his wimbledon days he got a big move from wimbledon yeah. didn't he it's
1: yeah chelsea oh it's a proper mud fest this dean isn't yeah. it or, isn't it? Look at that pitch. It's I mean, incredible. It's compared, to, compared to some of the chats I've had with the 60s and 70s uh, City players, this is actually a pretty good standard of pitch, to be fair. But um, I'm
3: just just
1: looking at the away end, lads. Did Chelsea have the whole away end there? I, I thought probably. we had a section
3: in the corner. I don't know. Yeah, I, I can't remember too many games when we that. wouldn't have had that far <laughs> corner. It's absolutely packed, I tell you. Yeah. I can remember at one point, the the rain glistening, you could see the coins getting thrown across, which was a nice day
2: <laughs> for that. If you look at the picture, it's all through the middle, look, Dan would be having a fit today, but I'll have to look who that McAllister is, because he was quite a player.
1: Kevin McAllister, I want to say. That's right.
2: yeah. It's definitely Kevin yeah. Wilson, but Kevin,
3: Kevin McAllister Mc- rings a bell as well. Mm. Yeah, Wilson had the chance later, didn't he?
1: It's quite a settled team this as well Matt wasn't it you know Taylor's through on goal now almost you'd, you'd back him here wouldn't you yeah oh back him uh, there yeah sliced it a little bit it yeah, yeah
2: well it, it was I mean yeah I guess the, the keepers leaning in Sinclair seemed to sort of rotate yeah or, or it felt like they rotated they probably didn't they probably played 15-20 games
1: and then it would swap or so Taylor and Turner I mean that is a As a dream, Robin's reunited for me. So, I mean, we've got contact with with Bob Taylor and trying to get him back down the ground. Um, But yeah, whether he'll do a podcast or not is another question. But um, yeah, Robbie Turner as well. I think he's active on one of the Facebook groups, isn't he? Oh, is he? I don't don't know. I mean, I'm not going to say he was underrated because I
2: I do genuinely... I I remember that bloke there, the big guy. What was his name? He did the Tombola as well. Um, I think with Robbie Turner... I think he's he's underrated in terms of, again, he probably didn't play a huge amount of games. I'd be interested to know how many you played, Patch. Yeah, I can tell you that. But as a front two, most City fans, certainly of our age, and I reckon, yeah, if you're in your your sort of 50s and and maybe down to your your sort of mid-30s, yeah, mid-30s, would say Taylor and Turner were the best strike partnership that they could recall. Mm. Because they were, I mean, he, he was just, and I really oh, liked Robbie guy Turner. As well. Yeah, he won, he won so much in the end, so physical, wasn't he? He's actually from Sunderland. He's a,
1: he's a Sunderland fan, I, I, I think. Oh, is he? Um, but he played 61 times for City, 15 goals. Because he was at the Ravers before us, wasn't he? Before <laughs> really,
2: I didn't know that, Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm,
2: I I'm sure he was. Yeah, have a look. I'm sure he was. I'm sure. And maybe Wimbledon?
3: Yes, we might he was. Have, Did we
2: sign him from Wimbledon? Um, but I, rem- I, rec- I can remember I was playing snooker when we signed him <laughs> and I remember being completely underwhelmed by did his signing. A, did you have a tweet come through? No, not in those <laughs> days. <no. laughs> um, but I can remember being completely underwhelmed
1: by it. Right, and then Dave Smith is... is sorry, sorry to interrupt no. you. Dave Smith breaking through. He's inside to Gavin. Oh, remember this. Oh. Queuing up. This is a one-two with the post and in. Yeah. What a goal, Dean!
3: I, I had a perfect view of that. I remember I was in the um, is, it, is it block A near the near the way fans, and uh, right. I remember him hitting the post, thinking, "Oh, that's the chance gone." It came back perfectly, like he literally played it onto himself. Um, but I, I used to love Dave Smith. I mean, when you know, we used to call him headless chicken, but he used to put the ball ahead of him, and nobody could keep up with him. He's one of the quickest players I've ever seen. It was he was um, yeah he was such a force. But yeah, here we go. Yeah. Passes on to the post. One, two, thanks very much. Well, the, all, the Chelsea, all the Tony was is, just Tony Tony
2: name doing the commentary. Is it Tony Greg? Captain Gubber He says it was Taylor, but it was um it was Mike Gavin, wasn't it? That yeah, I thought yeah, it was, was. Mike Gavin. It was yeah. definitely Mike Gavin. Yeah. So
3: yeah. You... Do you have any idea where Chelsea are in the league at this stage? And I mean are they, they are leading team at this stage because they've got a good side. Um
1: probably mid-table, aren't they? I yeah, probably,
3: probably not.
2: Um I mean, with the fact that Bobby Campbell was manager, don't, you don't sort of think too much success there. But but you're you're right about Dave Smith. I mean, again, you talk about the front two, but if you talk about wing play, wing. Mm. again most city fans would say
1: Dave Smith and Mark Davin, wouldn't they? Well, yeah. and it, sort of Walsh almost handed the keys over oh, to Dave. Oh, he nearly Smith, takes he? Dave
2: Bezen out again there.
1: Yeah, so so Alan Walsh was our left yeah. winger when i started watching and then dave smith took over yeah kind of um from from that role and yeah he was quite easy where did he come from, from Liam, didn't he dave he smith gillingham. gillingham yeah 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 oh. the trickery and and his left-footed shots as well were, were fantastic yeah. uh,
3: but i mean what a level at this pitch as well i mean i'm not yeah. saying we, we mm. were that bad in terms of our football but oh, look at that look air that.
1: shot <laughs> air shot from lee graham lasso
3: so is this match of the day we're watching now? Is this the highlights you'd have watched in the evening?
1: Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think yeah.
2: so. I reckon it's got to be uh, with Tony Gabba commentating.
1: Yeah, a good, a good sort of 10-minute 10, ten minute video. He had an engine on him, didn't he? Andy Lou. Oh, hey. oh it's a bit out of order. Really? Graeme has just thrown the ball at Andy Llewellyn. And it looks like he's going to get a buck in.
3: Now they were losing it. There's Tony
1: DiRigo. Only his ninth appearance, Graeme Lesseau. I don't. I don't quite know what he's complaining about there. He's blatantly chucked the ball at Andy Lou. So I mean, back in 1990, you probably could get away with that. He's probably saying, you know, that's a bit much. But obviously now, that would be a definite booking.
3: I tell you what. You, look how old-fashioned the referee looks. It's proper yeah. old. White, yeah. He's, black he's, he's probably white he's, he's probably <laughs> in his thirties as well. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, brilliant! So in a minute, Chelsea are going to pull one back. Um, I think. it's probably coming now yep. it was a good goal good header yeah ball comes in
3: yeah the away and went mad I remember thinking
2: and that Kevin again the, 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 I, was, I was you just said it seven minutes left I knew there weren't long left
1: and, no that and you start to think win. okay there we go they're going to yeah. get another one back <laughs> yeah
2: yeah it's Biff, Biff and Newman that gives it away a little bit there I mean it's a good ball in but then New- Newman gets done twice where really he gets caught underneath it
3: mm-hmm. yeah. good good finish wasn't that big was he Sinclair wasn't a big no, no good a, a, a little bit
2: like Max really good shot stopper but always felt a little bit for me with crosses with Ronnie
1: no, Sinclair people are, people are leaving their seats already look yeah well, that's my dad <laughs> he was on his way to the car I don't know if that's a, a, a city thing or it happens nationwide
0: Oh,
1: Dave Rennie foot in there. And the Chelsea man left the boot in as well.
3: Can see the
1: Just seeing Rod Newman there, you know, he, how many appearances past, for Bristol City would you say, Rod Newman? Well, I know it's over 400. <laughs> 487
0: <laughs> yeah. appearances. By the third side. And he was
1: one of the players that took over from the Ashton Gate 8, effectively. Oh, what up. a oh. save! Oh. Great right in the nearly, corner
2: nearly knocks himself out yeah
1: acrobatic from uh, Ronnie Sinclair
3: Rob Newman one of those good players we sometimes forget don't we because he was so consistent perfection. he did it over so many seasons and look what he, he did at Norwich yeah to yeah,
1: Houston, yeah. yeah to have 400 odd and 82 was it I think he, he said, said. appearances for City and then to go it's on, been on been and become a bit of a Norwich legend as well he's I tell you what, Sinclair, that's a brilliant save because he's got, I don't know if that's Bailey or Llewellyn in front of him. Bailey, I think. Not given. Besson's lifted it forward. He's only you not know, get lifted very often, Patch. Luf- <laughs> Luf- Luf- <laughs> it forward.
3: They were just attacking and attacking. You thought, oh, yeah. no, don't away now. Typical
2: city.
1: Oh. <laughs> what a chance that
2: is, though. <laughs> It's a great chance, and completely I completely, f- I completely forgot that. What a
1: chance and save and that squirms was! Squirms under his body yeah. as well. Wide.
0: saw so the of a second in this match slip away.
3: <laughs> Taylor, Taylor made for made Wembley. For we- and they
1: might yet, yeah. Right. Cleared.
0: And the Bristol support will cheer.
1: The Bristol support. Does that wind
2: you up as it yeah, winds me Yeah, in? it really does,
0: yeah. Uh, well uh, and
2: as much, is is as much disrespectful for Bristol Ravers. Yeah. I mean it actually it's a poor could've, shot, and it he could have gone anywhere that. He hits it straight at him, didn't
1: he? Right. Almost into added time. But this has got to be okay, so it's a free kick given for a towel on uh, towel for a foul on Robbie Turner. From Steve Clark. Steve Clark. Scotland manager. Lofted forward. Robbie Turner on the edge. Look at that side, a turn. Oh, great. Parried. Mark, Mark Gavin. Gavin slots it home. And, and that's why
2: I remember Turner yeah. there. That, that, that picture of Robbie
1: Turner, that celebration, yeah. yeah. Equally, Mark Gavin as well yeah, running, yeah. running away. It's, um.
2: And usually not seen any footage of Joe Jordan on the sidelines. Cut to Joe Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Before Jordan, Jordan. cuts Jordan Bailey, he forward. gets a bit better luck there, doesn't he? With the, the first yeah. touch, but this turn inside of Roberts
1: yeah. puts him on his ass. I know, it's Johnson, sorry, not Roberts. Yeah, good finish left foot as well by Mark Gavin. Yeah, just got it on target. So 3 1 up against the uh, top flight Chelsea. Yeah, Oh, could have had an hat trick that game. No, oh, another oh. nasty little tackle, no reaction at all from. I think it was Mike Gavin? No, Dave Smith. Goes. Dave Smith. Yeah. Good ball. Unlucky. Did a game patch.
3: It's a famous day in the history of Bristol City. They all want the pictures of the manager Joe Jordan. Robbie Turner will make the pictures in the local papers and the headlines tomorrow.
1: But um, yeah, uh, as I said, a famous day in history, Matt, for Bristol City. And those sorts of games don't come around very often, do they? I think um, D- Dean said it at the start as well, and, and very much like the Knott's Forest
2: semi-final game, which hopefully we might talk about that one if someone picks it. But with the weather as well, it just made for such a spectacle. You know, I think of a, of a fan of a certain age, you love the fact when players were sliding in for tack- tackles and um, the ball was zipping all over the place. But yeah, I mean, it was, it was a, a tremendous atmosphere. And, you know, it's equivalent of today... Um, who would it be? I don't know. A, I was going to say Rotherham, and obviously they've gone up. But, you know, it was quite a big deal. Bristol City beating Chelsea, and not mm. only beating them, but beating them well in the
1: end. So, yeah, great memories. Really, really great memories. Any overriding memories and thoughts from you on the on the game, on the day, Dean?
3: Oh, just, uh, like I say, the excitement. Uh, you know, big club was, uh, was coming to the gate. But I can remember their fans absolutely packing that away end. And they were... Yeah, you know, they were loud. It was, you know, Chelsea had a reputation in the in the eighties, you know, early nineties. You know, they, they, you know, not always the good reputation. So when one of these kind of London clubs came down, it was it was a different level. But I I remember looking at sort of Kerry Dixon and that, and you know, he had a bit of a swagger about him and thinking, I don't know if you're up for this today. It was mm-hmm. almost like when we when we scored, they they they'd actually ignited them a bit and they did play some good football I remember and I remember thinking Graham he would only just emerged and I thought he's gonna be a good player. He looked class. Um but uh I mean yeah fantastic it was it was really good and as I said we had a settled side that season well and 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 I think uh from the Rob get Rob's um memories of the Birmingham game weren't well, we we were near the top as well we? mm. yeah. yeah yeah
2: yeah we were interestingly Thanks. Robbie Turner played for Cardiff and Ravers before us and uh-huh. yeah I can't, you know, again, a different era, different age, but you can't remember getting too much stick for the fact he was ex-Cardiff and ex-Rovers. Oh, no. I think uh, that Cardiff thing's
1: developed more
2: yeah. recently,
1: yeah. hasn't it? But at, at that time, you know, I was I was nine years old and didn't really have an understanding of where they'd come from and where they went, yeah. but uh, he was just a City player to me. Um, yeah. Into the fifth round then, uh, we'll just cover this off because we won't cover it off, I'm sure, anywhere else. It was Cambridge at home. Um, uh, remember. Yeah, nil-nil. It was nil Deion Dub- Dub-
3: Dublin and John Taylor John up Taylor. front. That's yeah. right.
1: So the home, the home game was nil-nil. <laughs> yeah, so C- City blow their great chance of reaching the quarterfinals as they turn in a most disappointing display. It might have been different if Gavin had not been denied by the post early on, but Cambridge are a much better side, impressive in all departments and quicker on the ball. Yeah, Deion but-
3: Dublin was up front. Uh, was
1: Gary Johnson there involved in Cambridge at that time? He probably would have been, actually, yeah. I mm, haven't got yeah. that to hand, but it was a replay at Cambridge, um, which was 1-1. So I I remember driving to that game with a, a friend of mine, Paul Edgo,
2: well, actually a friend of my dad's. Um, and the Abbey Stadium was quite a, a real sort of old-style ground. Um, and we went for a Thai curry, my first ever Thai curry before the game. <laughs> Exotic. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah, re- really,
1: really good night. And yeah, I remember the 1-1. Did um, did Taylor score? Bob Taylor scored yeah. in the 94th minute to equalise yeah. Dion Dublin's header. Yeah, and it, f- it felt like you'd got a win on the back of that. Now, this is interesting. So that was the... the that was the replay. That was the replay. And
2: then I think they tossed a coin ah, as right, to okay. where it played. I wondered how, you know, it, yeah. how
1: it was determined. I'm sure, I'm sure they tossed a coin for it. So six, we, six days later, they're back yep. up at Cambridge and it's a 5-1 yep. hammering. Oh, my God. Did you go it to was, that as well? I did. Did you um, have another Ty curry? Or?
2: I think we did um, <laughs> because I was a creature of habit, but it was just a an horrendous night. Uh, and again, I think Taylor scored a game, didn't he, for us? Yeah. Um, but the, the bit I remember most is obviously travelling to Cambridge, which in those days probably was a good four, five-hour drive. Mm. Um, so, I didn't get back till really late and I had to work the next day. And I, and I used to work in um, a building called King's Orchard, which is down by the bridge, in um, by the old fire station, if you know it. <clears throat> and as I, I parked in the Castlemead NCP car park and came that way and walked down towards my office, and I remember all of my team being <laughs> stood at the window as I'm walking down, and
1: all of them had black armbands on. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> oh, they knew God. what sort of state I'd be in. So, yeah. Dear, dear, dear. But, uh, so that season um, was a good cup run, nonetheless, mm. and uh, we finished runners-up. Didn't Cambridge make the semi-finals that year, or the quarterfinals? Yeah, yeah. Lost to Arsenal, I think, maybe? It definitely rings a bell. Yeah. Um, yeah, because yeah, sort of Deion Dublin that, got a move to United off the back of that,
3: didn't he? Mm. John Taylor got a move to Rovers. He did,
1: he? yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, he was a decent player. Yeah, they're both, but yeah, both very good players. They had some good players, Cambridge.
1: And I've now Psycho yeah. like Janning scored in the pre-season. I noticed yesterday. Absolutely. So I don't yeah. know if we did this in the last one with Rob, whether it was the same season or the season after. But um, we'll just go through some of our usual bits and pieces. So hmm. appearances that season, uh, top appearance holder. Guess from you, Matt. It's uh, Rob, joint. Rob, Rob Newman. Yeah, Rob Newman, yeah. Newman's one, and someone else has got fifty-eight appearances, the same as Rob Newman. Dean. Gary Shelton? Andy Llewellyn. Hmm. Yeah, Gary Shelton, 52. There's lots okay. of 50s. Yeah. so it shows how much of a settled side it was. Um, so 48 appearances for John Bailey, 48 for Mark Gavin, 45 for Glenn Humphreys, uh, 58 Andy Llewellyn, 58 Rob Newman, 57 David Rennie, 52 Gary Shelton, 56 Dave Smith, 47 Bob Taylor, 35 Robbie Turner. That's an impressive... Um, Dave Smith for the stick that he would get as well to make those many appearances and not mm. be out injured. They've the, 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 the players seemed to play through the barrier, didn't they, back in the day like that? Yeah. The goals weren't quite so um, level with Bob Taylor on 34 yep. uh, for that season, followed by Gary Shelton on 10. Then Robbie Turner on 9 and Rob Newman on 9 as well. So, uh, so, yeah. A good season for a Bristol City fan, Matt, that one. Yeah, it was amazing amazing season Excellent. and and
2: like you say pl- players that you talk about today um mm. you know it's it's yeah that 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 era um and and you yeah, know the, the TNT, they just were a tremendous partnership and with the two wingers and then when you had players like rob Newman schltz and, and Rennie in the middle it was, it was a great side to watch as well play some really good football
1: i'd say they're a dynamite uh dean uh just before we move on to the next segment your uh your overriding views on that season of uh, of glory
3: uh well it was uh as i said it was just nice to have a have a prolific goal scorer okay look, look at you how can you fit that <laughs> have been eaten two sunday lunches
1: <laughs> i just had to crack open something cold and it happens to be a pilsner yeah <laughs>
3: well it's got a digestive in as well to settle your stomach but um <laughs> no it was it was it was a, it, like you say it was just all about attacking we had two proper wingers um completely different style style wingers mark gavin i just loved him he was mercur- mercurial there's a word you don't often hear and um and smithy was direct and then you had you had the classic big man well I'll say it's big man small man but bob taylor was a handful himself i mean mm-hmm. they're both big massive legs um and then I, I i i know you've spoken about it before but i really i i really rated david rennie i thought he was a cultured footballer but a lot of people
1: didn't i i enjoyed well, he it, went on to play premier league didn't yeah. he for coventry yeah he did yeah he did, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. I, I think he moved back didn't he didn't he play center half for them i don't mean yeah, he, did. I think
1: yeah, he, yeah. he
3: did yeah, yeah no anyone and, that can and step- in the prem as well yeah, yeah no he did yeah, and uh, no, I, it was a, that was that was when I was really. I think you said you were twenty. I think I was eighteen then, 18, 19. I was just, I was really sort of go started starting to think about going to the matches myself. I was getting cheesed off that dad was missing the last <laughs> ten minutes every time, and uh, it was great to be able to go myself. And um, once I got the car, uh, but you know that team I, I thought were
1: fantastic. And,
3: uh, did uh, did Bob stay around for another? Bob Taylor stay around for another season, or did he go to West Brom after that? He stayed he on. Stayed and
1: around, Left in yeah. the January, didn't he? Yeah.
3: Did he? Did he? That Bobby Gould. He, I tell you what, he's sniffing around. He knew a bargain when he. Oh.
1: <laughs> so why does your dad leave ten minutes early? I, I I'd love to understand why people uh, do that. Uh, I tell you what, he's one of those. I remember. I
3: remember <laughs> <laughs> he, he's a, He's my dad. My dad's always he's the worst in things. I remember saying, "Dad, we got we go into the game Saturday. Oh, I don't know. There might be trouble. And I thought <laughs> trouble, you look, we, a, a, you very rarely see any trouble, but you're not going to get mixed up in it. And there was, might be trouble or the parking was an issue. So he would, he would always try to leave before, you know, before the end. And as I said, there was that game against Rovers. We hadn't beaten them for years and we were pushing and he'd already gone. And I just hung on just in front of the Dolman and Louis Donovan got that goal. Mm. You know, that, that sort of, that funny sort of header off of the goalie. And, uh, and I got to the car, he, I don't think you, you know. I don't think it was any remorse. Well, we got to get away, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was lovely, lovely when I could go independently. I could go earlier, you know, get the atmosphere and yeah. see the place, um, Get in there, yeah. It was just great. It was a different kind of thing. You didn't have the control of the old man. Now I take him to the games, and he's got to go when I want to go. Now, which is cool.
1: ah, fantastic. The tables have turned. <laughs> yeah, right. exactly. Excellent. Right. For those who haven't listened before, the, the music element of this is the top 10 from the weekend of the game in question. So uh, we're going to play them for Matt and for Dean here. And when we, uh, you'll just, we'll come back and we'll tell you what the track is. So uh, so here's in at number 10, a right stonker. So it's Phil Collins with, I wish it would rain down. Um, Matt, you're a Phil Collins fan. Um, Yes, yeah. No, I do, I do like some of
2: Phil Collins' stuff. I, I, I like musicians that you can hear what they sing. Mm. Um, and I am a bit of a, a sentimental old fart. Um, so yeah, he's quite a romantic singer. So yeah, I do like a lot of his stuff. Plus, I like a lot of Genesis, um, stuff as well. So yeah, no, I do yeah. like him.
3: Dean, for you, Phil Collins. Yeah, no, I enjoyed that. It was a good track as well, and it was ironic that we played that with the state of the pitch at Ashton Gate. <laughs>
1: Lovely little link. Lovely little link. Now, Phil Collins is uh, hes up there, I think, for quite a lot of people. And the, the Phil Collins' Greatest Hits, for example, there's 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 a, quite a few on there that I do in, the in the Air Tonight to. is just classic, in not it? Yeah, it? Yeah. Just, yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Right. Let's move on to number nine. Okay, so that's Jimmy you Somerville. You
0: make me feel. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Jimmy Somerville with You Make Me Feel. Um, Mighty oh. real, Matt. Yeah. Just a little message Thank for you, you. Yeah, yeah. This one goes out too yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that one's um much much more popular than than the track in ninth place. Um. What, what other Jimmy Somerville songs? Do you like? Man, it was Matt? it was communist, was not he, Jimmy Somerville. If you say so. it
3: was it was Bronski Beat?
1: Was that him? Oh, well? maybe it
2: was maybe it was Bronski Beat actually. Career. It was Bronski Beat. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the communites, yeah, he's based, yeah, yeah,
1: reinvented yeah,
2: yeah. himself,
1: yeah. The voice can always recognize it, yeah. Okay. <laughs> right, moving on, number seven. Oh. Okay, so it's Hanging Tough with the New Kids on the Block. Um, any interesting New Kids on the Block facts, Matt? Currently touring in America with uh Rick Ashley supporting, really, yeah, yeah,
2: and um, the so, Wahlbergs. I was gonna say, that's Mark Wahlbergs, yep, band, isn't so. It? and uh and donnie warburg so obviously um both famous actors mark they aren't very
1: they are touring surely
0: uh, no, i think
1: sure. i don't know that mark is but donnie is i think um mark, mark's like a top 20 hollywood actor now oh yeah, yeah yeah
2: but Donnie's in um you ever watch series blue bloods with tom Selleck? yes he's in that donnie warburg okay. Okay. um yeah and again sorry to um all the listeners it's
1: uh google time but i've got a f- i'm sure that he is touring with them currently whilst we're on um famous singing brothers um i re-watched the bros documentary which is now on netflix and it's called when the screaming stops and if you haven't seen it it's absolutely fascinating um a, there's oh. a there's a few like um david brent moments in there there's a few this country moments in there and it's it's quite emotional in places but uh, if you haven't <laughs> seen it please do watch it
2: he and is um, to...
0: he
1: is touring with them, and he's he also where? married to Jenny McCarthy.
3: Yes. Okay. Oh, Okay. And talking about Ross, do you see Scott Davison in the? Uh... <laughs> I
1: don't <laughs> see any. I didn't. I was trying to see if he was on there, but uh, there's no close-up. Should we say uh-huh. of Scott? But <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, new new kids on the block. Um, in at number seven, right? Number six. Yeah. Okay, so that's um, Halo James. Could have told Halo. you so.
3: Halo James. Eh? Yeah, no, I like that one back in the day. Yeah, no,
1: that's, no, I did like that. that's, that's passed me by that one. Not familiar me no, no, that I did one. Like that I was right up
3: my street, that one.
1: Okay, a good, right. uh, good hook. Number five. And number five, it's Come On And Touch Me <laughs> by The 49ers. Dean, you like that one, didn't you? The 49ers, you said?
3: Yep. The 49ers, right. Okay. Um, yeah, no, uh, I did like that one. Yeah, I was, uh, I was just thinking around this time, I was just starting to... Yeah, I think I think I went in the first nightclub on my 18th birthday because everybody knew me in my head, so the bouncers wouldn't let me in. So I didn't bother. What but, uh, um,
1: what was that? What nightclub would have that been? Oh, would you believe it was uh,
3: BJs, which is lovely. BJs, <laughs> yeah. It was sure Mister B's then BJs. We used to call it Heaven in the Sky because you had to walk up these stairs. It was above the above above the gas showroom um but uh and then later this year in 1990 we were, i went on my first lads holiday to ibiza but we went in this quiet little place in the middle of nowhere in september so it wasn't exactly a rave so i was a late developer but this was these were the kind of
1: tunes i was getting into now and was it hooch for a pound wonderbras getting free definitely yeah definitely yeah excellent it was matt, that kind of thing matt any memories of uh, the
2: 49ers from you uh no can honestly say so can't recall that track whatsoever
1: okay moving on number four so it's Mantronics, Got to Have Your Love. And it's a song I know, but i have never heard of Mantronics. You know it. You know it because Liberty X covered it. Ah, right. Okay. Yep. Out. <laughs> You've outed me there, haven't you? Yep. <laughs> I'm pretty pretty sure they did. Yeah, you're probably right, actually.
3: Good knowledge there, boys. That was a mm. uh, no, good, good track. But Not do you that, know, anyway. music, I know we always think music's better back in the day, but there's so much variety, isn't there? It's different sounds. I mean, it all sounds the same today. Yeah, got, the, to, got to have your love, Liberty X, yeah
1: there we go right number three okay so that's technotronic with get up before the night is over um i know it starts out matt we do think that's going to be pump up the jam so it's yeah, a, very similar that, yeah um but yeah another another good one there dean absolute classic it made my compilation
3: tapes that one that's for sure it's <laughs> a, it was brilliant when, when 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 we come back home and we out in liverpool i want to find that tune being played in the pub we find okay, it's my era <laughs>
1: Well, I think you might have to find a jukebox for that to happen. Right, uh, we're going to slow things down a little bit now with number two. That's Kylie Minogue with Tears on My Pillow. Um, we we start. What are you talking about, uh, Aitken and Waterman? But uh, yeah, Tears on My Pillow with Kylie Minogue. Um, not one of Kylie's better tracks, but it's one of her breakthrough tracks, I think, Matt. Early days, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Kylie fan, Dean? Well, who isn't? Eh? I mean, she's just. Uh... <laughs> She's brilliant. No, no, Kylie. No, she, and she,
3: didn't she uh, go back to Neighbours and appear in the last
1: episode? Well, do you know what? I was scrolling through YouTube as you do um, late on an evening, and um, I saw a clip That's... of YouTube. <laughs> yes, <laughs> definitely yes. <laughs> YouTube. And I saw Carl um, Kennedy and Susan open the door to Harold Bishop. Um, oh my goodness. But I and I meant to go back and watch that clip, that episode, because yeah. oh, I
2: thought I thought he died.
1: <laughs> well, he was definitely there.
2: Both the yeah. actor and I mean, Harold Bishop <laughs> yeah, in real Ar- life. <laughs> Harold Bishop drank and then yeah, um, he came
1: back, came back, didn't he? No, I, I, thought, don't, I don't think he's dead. Ian
3: Wilson, is it something like that?
1: Yeah, mm. so it rings a bell. Um, Guy
3: Pierce any- he went back, Guy Pierce, he went back, I think. Yeah, yeah Ian
1: Smith, Ian Smith, Smith. yeah. <laughs> Not um yeah, but I, I I will watch it because I think we all watch Neighbours, didn't we, back in the nineties? Oh my god, yeah, yeah. Rob Rob Blamey, who does our halftime summary and has been on the Mem- memories of music. He still watched it all the way through, right up until the end. Oh my goodness! There you go. Eighty
2: four, living in Melbourne, Australia. Eighty four. He looked good for eighty four. <laughs> yeah. To be fair though, that was I mean I would have been
1: sort of sixth form when it was first on and stuff like that. It was like just that, an but, excuse not to revise and do homework. Well,
2: it was that, but but you used to watch that. And you, I mean, I, I can remember watching EastEnders and you'd watch EastEnders during the week and then you'd watch the Omnibus that you'd yeah. already seen.
0: Yeah, um,
2: And then you, you know, Dallas was just, a huge, huge show. Mm. Um, but obviously, we never had anything other than, exactly, well, the, for me, the three channels, then the four There's no channels. choice now. Yeah.
1: I, I sit down on a night, and I've got so much choice that I exactly. end up not watching not anything. Not watching anything, yeah. <laughs> you just yeah. scroll through and start something. It lasts five yeah. minutes, and you're like, this is yeah. rubbish, move on.
3: W- wasn't wasn't Neighbours on something like 20 to 6 when you got home from school, wasn't it? It was that yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was yeah. one 5.40, and, something like
1: that. 1.45 that's, and 5.45. A yeah.
3: That's yeah. the same,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> thanks
1: <laughs> oh, brilliant right let's get to number one uh, and then we can get back onto some football chat right this is a this is a up there it's a classic number one this was a massive hit um in 1990 it's Sinead O'Connor with nothing compares to you Dean uh that's definitely one of the hits of the 90s isn't it do you know what? I never liked that song
0: Really. Uh, as as it
1: I didn't, I didn't. I, I mean, it's uh, not one uh, you're going to dance to in uh, BJ's, is it?
3: Uh, who, um, who wrote, who wrote uh, it, boys?
1: Oh, who wrote oh, it? Oh, I know. Dolly Parton? Nope, uh,
2: Dean.
3: Uh, oh, uh, Prince? Prince, yeah. Uh,
1: ah, yeah. fair play. Fair play. Yeah, I know.
3: But no it was it was just it was just so somber. I mean look I can appreciate. It. I think she did she did a song I like Sinead Khan. She I think she did a song called Mandinka which was a bit more uptempo, and I like that. But no it, it's that one comes on and Mark Ullman, Tainted Love comes on and I just can't stand either and they're both classics I know they are from a, from the from the era. Definitely. But no I'm sorry lads to put a damp on it but it wasn't one of my favorite songs.
1: Matt For you? I'm I'm
2: with you classic yeah. 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 And the video as well was classic. Yeah. Um yeah
1: brings back a lot of memories. Uh so right, that's the top 10. Um yeah, a good a fairly good top 10 I think. Yeah. Compared yeah. to um some tunes there. The one we did what was the one we did last but it was all R&B. <laughs> Who was that um
3: it was a Crystal Palace game, wasn't it? The Crystal Palace of yeah. course it was. Yeah, with um, yeah. with
1: Paul, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Right, let's move back on to football. So um we we've seen one pre-season friendly. We saw Bristol City versus Cheltenham Town. Uh, last week, and Kane Wilson stood out for me, Matt, in that one, as did Naismith. I
2: thought they were excellent. I mean, Kane Wilson should have scored with his first touch, shouldn't he? But his first touch was running onto a ball into their penalty area um, and left foot shot. Naismith talking throughout the game um, was excellent. It's all you could hear, wouldn't it? Mm. Um, Very, very impressive two debuts. Um, Sykes was a little bit more... um, probably what he's going to be a, a kind of squad player and play numerous positions actually when he switched more to the left
1: he seemed to have more of an impact didn't he but um, I think I was particularly I, impressed with both both yeah and from Wilson. what I can understand with Sykes he's he's a multi-positional player isn't he so, yeah well certainly so, so he sees himself as a kind of right midfield um
2: right of a you know traditional sort of right center forward but um yeah it'd be it'll be interesting to see what happens um but Wilson was every time he got on the ball, you just thought something was going to happen. He's just talking about Dave Smith. He's one of those merchants that pushes the ball past the defender and just runs onto it. But how many crosses did he hit patch, which were penalty
1: area and causing real problems? It was yeah, yeah, class. Just just got to get on the end of them. And there was a a lot of changes for the second half, and it was great to see Campering with two key contributions, one for uh, George Tanner, goal, and then one for Tommy Conway, who actually played the night before at Poulton Rovers and scored two. So he scored three goals in 18 hours, I think we worked out. <laughs> TC scores goals, doesn't he? Um, both
2: looked impressive, Can when he came on. Um, and I thought Sam Bell looked really, really lively when he came on and playing in a more kind of, well, he, he, he didn't go centrally, but he was picking the ball up and coming inside. Um, Riley Taylor looked very accomplished, didn't he? When he he was sort of on there, he hit one, sort of crossfield ball that the the, um, yeah, the right. opposite flank Tanner just didn't have to move and it was a good 30-40 yards wasn't it mm. um, but Dan Bentley had to make a couple of big saves um, so yeah it was it was, it was was an interesting run out one at the first game I still mm. think we are um, a couple of positions short still I still think we need another forward to challenge we don't know how long Antoine's going to be out but for me it was central midfield that, that I'm concerned most about Joe Williams had a good good energy about him didn't he um but we just didn't seem to have i don't know that that mobility and pace to switch things really quickly in the center and that, that but again it's the first game i'm not it's the first, first game
1: negative, absolutely yeah. Yeah. no i see i see where you're coming from but it's yes yeah, it's the, the first game and they they're all getting back up to match match practice match fitness uh, yeah. dean have you managed to catch the highlights of that one and your thoughts on the summer signing so far no,
3: unfortunately, you probably know, I mean, that we didn't get access as overseas viewers. And I was really miffed with it because I was looking forward to that. But I've got to give a shout out to Lisa Knight at the club uh, when I pointed out the fact we didn't get access. She was excellent. I mean, the communications and I mean, she even she didn't have to. She even refunded me the four ninety nine from my subs, which was which was, you know, over and above. So I've got to acknowledge that because that's mm. something we've. I criticised the clubs, for, the club for in the past. Um, no, no. In ter- I'm glad you. I'm glad you mentioned Campring looked. Uh, um- up to speed because remember we were, we were kind of questioning his fitness last year. And I, I've got a feeling this time last year, didn't he, he didn't have a full pre-season and that kind of uh, put him back. And I think uh, we're still to see the best of him. I mean, he's really got to make it this year because of the competition there the sign-ins no I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm really, um, you know, happy so far. As, as Matt said, I do think we need, I think the midfield is still something that's, that's lacking. There's uncertainty over Hannah, of course, um, but no, no, Kane Wilson was the one. I mean, just I don't know. There was there was just such a, such a buzz about the guy. I mean, um, and there was interest elsewhere. When you see other clubs, you know the likes of Forest sniffing around, you know this this guy's uh, got something. And I, as I've said to you before, I think every podcast I've done, a strong Bristol City size has has at least one, if not both. Good fullbacks, good wingbacks, whatever you call it, and we were we were we were pitiful last year down the right. So to get a specialist in that area that that obviously you know tore up his league last year. So I'm really looking forward to seeing him. And and Cal a. Smith, they you know the Luton fans were sick to see him go. So I think that's a, that's the that's the signing. I don't know whether you whether you compare um, Sykes is the one I, I want to watch because is I mean is he a, is he a calamodada type player or is he a different kind of
1: you say I I, I did enough of him to make that. Yeah, judgment.
2: I don't I don't know how I describe him really. It was just a, a fairly um anonymous performance, wasn't it? Um certainly got energy, and there were three or four times he made some really good runs and the ball didn't come through. And then similarly when Naki Wells did the same, it, it didn't come through. And that again worries me a little bit from the midfield. Um not playing those sort of balls because you know we, we picked up on it a few times, Patch, didn't we? Naki Wells was playing right on the shoulder. Made some brilliant little breaks, and the ball just didn't didn't come through. But yeah, Sykes, I, I think he's probably going to be cover for for Vyman for me, um, and may come in sort of playing in behind. And he, and he certainly moved into that role. Um, but he's he's got something about him. He's six foot, um, and obviously he's got a, a a good attitude about him. But I noticed that the wing backs, I mean,
1: whether because of Wilson, but De Silva was pushing forward a hell of a lot as well, Patch, weren't they? Well, yeah, King, King Wilson and De Silva at some points were on on a line with yeah. the, with the strikers, weren't they? Which was which was great to see. But obviously, then against a, a more attacking equal team, if you like, mm. there's gonna you're gonna there's gonna be gaps, isn't there? So it's gonna be interesting. Uh, this week is the return of the pack, so. Um, marlon pack coming back to um to the high performance center with portsmouth so we'll see how sykes and co get on in that one it's going to be interesting to to see the the progression and and i've loved i don't know about you matt but i've loved the uh the robin's uncut footage that we've seen over the last few weeks it's been giving us a real insight
2: it it really has And, and and i i actually think um we've been the the groundbreakers in a lot of that social media footage i think a lot of clubs are following our league now on on the way that they do their i mean even arsenal had uh, jesus up on the roof didn't they so um <laughs> but yeah i think it's groundbreaking and, and I, I thought in particular the the um head cam footage from han noah yeah. um and similarly the riley taylor stuff was really really good content yeah um, so yeah, no, it, it's credit to, to and Dave. and um, the media I like, team,
1: I liked having uh, Curtis Fleming mic'd up as well. Yeah, and hearing, yeah. hearing what he, hey, hearing say.
2: Jason Yule speak. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and actually Nigel Pearson. In, I don't know. Um, I didn't see it widely reported in the in the media, but um, and I don't think it was a spoof picture. But Pearson dressing up in the Austrian. <laughs> Lederhosen. I want to say I was going yeah, I was going to say Chaps, but yeah, I think Leider is <laughs> probably the right. But brilliant. What, well, uh, I mean, maybe that shows that the, the character that Nigel Pearson's got as well and that's certainly something that all three of those new lads have referenced is mm. he was a big factor in them signing. So, yeah, yeah it's, um, I, I kind of, I think I said to you after the the game of the day, I was, I'd, I'd lost a little bit of my enthusiasm because I felt we should have been doing more than we did but you quite rightly, it was the first game, I mean, it was boiling hot and the wind is swirling up there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think a couple more signings. I thought that we might have seen, obviously, there was, um, no, I, w- I will say it, there was some idiot who's revealed, if it is, the, the potential away kit, which I don't understand. Why, why would you reveal it like that? Unless you think you're trying to get some sort of scoop, rather than let the club do it in the way they do it. Mm. Um, but I had thought when that came out that we might have seen Han Noah potentially signing his new contract in opening a present, and the present being his his 20, away shirt, 21st yeah. birthday. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and I'm I'm still hopeful, but as uh, as Ellie James points out to me, um, I'm a little bit biased
1: when it comes to Han Noah. So. <laughs> Yeah, Dean. For you, as an overseas fan, um, how important is it to see things like Robin's uncut and the and the coverage that that they give City on the social media?
3: Oh no, it's vital. Um, when I first moved to South Africa, I mean, I used to. Uh, I mean, it was one of the things I miss most. Of course, uh, not watching City, um, but the the whole Robin's TV has revolutionised the thing. Really, has. I mean, I just feel like I'm. I. I don't, as much as I miss the, you know, coming to the ground, meeting you guys and stuff like that, I mean, I I, I feel like I'm more in touch, certainly through the podcast as well, than I've ever been. Um, and so, no, the the technology is fantastic. I, you know, behind the scenes stuff, they're really good at they're really good at sort of mixing it up as well. You get to you know, sort of see the character of the of the players and, and stuff like that. No, it's great. It's a, like a daily feed, and um, yeah. it keeps you in. And uh, uh, um, I think we're probably like like Matt said, we're up there with the best. I mean, I, every now and again on YouTube, uh, another club's feed will come through, and I watch it, and it looks like ours, and it's like mm-hmm. they're they're mirroring. You know? yeah. um, but no, I, I I'm looking forward to seeing how the new guys settle. I just I just wonder uh, off the off the beaten track. I was thinking that I was thinking about it earlier. I just wonder what's going to happen with Tyreek Backinson. I just think. Um, that something's got to happen there because that is not a good energy. The lad's come back. He's obviously training on his own. So they've got to come to an agreement because I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be at a club if you're not wanting. And the rest of the lads must be uncomfortable with that because he's a senior player now.
2: I just think, I mean, not, not having a squad number. Um, clearly the, the, the way that Nigel Pearson spoke about him, which I you know, actually didn't agree with. Um, he has no place in Nigel Pearson's plans. And the best thing all round would, would be to get the, the ladder move. You know, you talk about um, players that you, you don't want to stop them playing in the Premier League when bids come in and stuff. But similarly, you don't want to see a, a, a kid like his career completely stagnate and, and go even further backwards. So, yeah, I, I, I would hope that, um, that the best thing for him all round is that he does get a move elsewhere. You never know. Yeah, that, it's he an, might
1: up well, but- down the Memorial Stadium. Oh, you never
2: know. Well, you know, he's, he's certainly got. um There's no doubt. We, and we've said it before. There's no doubt that he has ability. Mm. There is a question about his attitude that, that has been publicised by Pearson. But in the same respect, Ipswich would would have said the opposite. Um But then, slightly surprised having played. I think he played what 16 games for Ipswich. That they didn't see enough to warrant then mm, you know buying him if they thought there was something in there. So yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, um, any closing business from you, Dean? Obviously, it'd be great to see you back back here at Ashton Gate in the uh, in the next few weeks. Now,
3: I know I'm really looking forward to it. Now, and the the fixtures have fallen quite well. I'm going to miss the Sunderland game, of course. So we're going to go to Slovakia first to see see the in laws and take the baby back to see. You know, family for the first time, which is really special. Um, but we're flying back in time for Wigan away and then uh, Luton and Cardiff, which they've switched to a Sunday, haven't they? Which is a bit annoying, but um, yeah. it was still pretty atmosphere, I'm sure.
1: Able to get there. Okay, so on the day that is the birthday of Greg Goodridge, who I think is, uh, for me, one of the most impressive debuts that I can remember, Matt. That uh, first
2: that, goal was incredible, wasn't yeah, it? So yeah,
1: so two, two goals on your debut and the celebration. As well, the uh, um, yep. the hand and, and another winger that we would we would reference, yeah, absolutely. And it's also one of the Ashton Gate 8, Jerry Sweeney's birthday today, as well. So, Gentlemen. A happy birthday to both of those guys. Uh, but we'll leave it there, Matt. Any final business from you? No, all good, thank you. Um, right. yeah, speak to you in the week. Be soon. Please do yeah, check us lovely. out over on Twitter at 3PiAPC um, did a little thread actually on there um, recently which which covered every opening goal for Bristol City um, throughout the last I think I went back to 76 just so I could get that Paul Cheesley uh, goal in place <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was very yeah. good though it was we'll very be good. back soon thanks for listening everybody and take care cheers all all good
4: the best bye. Bye.